Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. G'day, Osher Ginsberg here. Thank you so much for being a part of this. This is Better Than Yesterday, the Wednesday edition, Better Make It Quick, where Bree Steele, who is one of our producers here, goes back in time and finds an episode that she vibes with. And then she finds some bits she likes out of it. She goes, you should play this again. I think people need to hear this part, which is great because when I listen to them, I go, oh, those parts are my favorite. But Bree has different favorite parts. And I really like that. I think it's super cool. There's heaps of other episodes to listen to. Been here since 2013, and each show is here to help make your day today better than yesterday. That's what it's here to do. Taria Pitt is an extraordinary human being. There's very few Australians who don't know her name. She made a huge impact on so many people in this country. 11 years ago, Taria was running an ultra marathon in Western Australia when she and several other competitors became caught in an out of control bushfire. Taria received burns to more than half of her body, including her face. And since then, Taria has told her story and used her experiences to essentially help make people around the world happier. It's amazing. She and I caught up in 2020. And at that point, Taria had just released her book, Happy and Other Ridiculous Aspirations. We got to talk about mental health and how sometimes we can need some extra help. Sometimes exercising, eating well, and journaling while they're all great, sometimes it just doesn't cut it. I remember after I got burnt, I was so depressed. I was so down. And when people would say to me, oh, like it's a beautiful day today, like go water the garden, that makes me happy, I would want to just slap them because it was like they, they didn't understand the amount of pain that I was in. And for you, Osha, it would have been a lot of pain as well. So I think if you're in a situation like that, yeah, going for a run or having a cold shower probably is going to do F all. And so I think, what did you do? I should you saw a psychologist? A psychiatrist. Yeah, I went and got on the gear. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and did that help because I took antidepressants as well and it was like a fog lifted and I could then start seeing that I had agency and that I could influence how my days turned out by the activities that I could do. So I guess that would be my advice as well. Like, yeah. 
don't feel like if you go for a run and you still feel really, really shit that there's something wrong with you. You would seek a professional just like if your car's broken. Yeah. You'd see a mechanic or if you wanted to get your face beautified, you'd see a beautician. If you want to look after your mental health, you go see a mental health expert like a psychiatrist or a psychologist. I could not agree with you more. I guess the way I put it, and I know you're, you're someone who's into endurance sports, so you'll understand the analogy, is um, I like cycling. I like watching cycling, and I just kind of pretend that no one's doping, but I know they all are. Um, you can take all the EPO you want, but you've still got to pedal your balls off to get to the top of the mountain, all right? Yeah, I love that. But it's the truth. It is. Similarly, yeah. you can take antidepressants, but they won't do anything unless you do everything else. Yeah. Go for a run, ride your bike, eat a healthy meal, attempt to get a good night's sleep, practice gratitude in the morning. Like all of these things are, you know, doing the work and moving the needle like how you say it. And that combined with antidepressants, medication, seeing a psychologist, seeing a counsellor will all help you get better. When you write a book like Happy, the idea that we as humans, it is, there is day, there is night, there is full, there is hungry, there is tired, there is <laughs> awake, there is happy, and then there is sad. It's not to say that this is the only state to attain, is it? No, and I, I guess that's a point I make in the book. When you ask people, and this is why I wrote the book, because a lot of people are asking me how I was so happy, and I think what they meant was how could I be so happy having gone through everything that I've been through and come out the other side and say hand on my heart that I'm actually just as happy, if not happier, than I've ever been. And I kind of wondered about that too, and that was what made me, I guess, write the book. And you're right, happiness is not the ultimate state, and it's not even an outcome or a a final destination. It's about really about the journey, and I describe it as being a wiggle line. Some days we feel really good, we feel really happy, we feel amazing. Other days we feel maybe a bit resentful, a bit shitty, a bit pissed off. And I think all of those vacillations in our emotions, they're all all really normal, they're all valid. And just because you don't feel happy, happy, happy does not mean that there's anything wrong with you as well. It's hard to believe that too when you, when you look online and you look on social media or you see other people, you ask them how they're day, and everyone's like, good, they've all got smiling faces on. It can make you feel really alone. What, what are we looking at? We have to remember that we're looking at the greatest hits. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're looking at the we're looking at the mum who's just, you know, the mum in the full face and makeup who's walking down the aisle at Coles in the active wear. It's like, okay, you've spent three hours getting ready for this moment, but what were you like at 5 a.m. when it was just snot and nappies and ab dog pooed on the kitchen floor this morning? Like it's all, like it was all yeah, happening yeah. today, all right? Well, we have to be able to compartmentalise as well. Yeah. Michael and I had a big fight a couple of days ago and then I went to the shops and when people said, how are you going? I didn't say, look, I've just had a really, really bad fight with my partner and I'm just I'm just thinking, you know, I just go, oh, everything's going good. Like, how are you? I guess it's how there's an element of self-preservation in there. Yeah. 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 And I, look, I can only imagine that as a quite a recognisable Australian, you would have to do that probably a little bit more than other people. <laughs> you know, you just don't have the, the ability to have that porous boundary with people you don't know. You've got to protect yourself there as well, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, though I do live, it's a bit tragic. I live in the town where I grew up 
So everyone here knows who I am and they don't really care that much about me. That's good. That's not tragic at all. That's a dream for a lot of people. And it's weird I say that because I I went to the other side of the world and I came back going, all I want to do is live back in Australia. (laughs) My mum lives around the corner. My in-laws live up the road. My brother lives in the same suburb. That's awesome. It is because our friends and family and our relationships with other people make up a massive component of our happiness and and, and they have a huge influence and a huge impact on how we feel about ourselves. I have found that to be very true, that people we choose to have in our lives have a huge impact in our well-being. It's important to remember that sometimes the people that annoy you, we choose to maintain our relationship with them. So that's a tricky one sometimes. Writing what we're grateful for, writing it down, is something that both Taria and I do daily. I asked her, what has she found to be so appealing about the practice of gratitude? Look, I do a gratitude practice. Sounds way more fancy than what it is when I say it like that, but I do that every morning. I try and think of three things that I'm grateful for. And usually it's people in my life, so like my family or my friends or my kids or my partner. And I think when you focus on what you do have in your life as opposed to what we don't have, which is our default state, all you're doing is you're just training your brain to consistently be focusing on the positives. That's all it is. And the more you train yourself to focus on the positives, the easier it is to be in a situation and focus on the positives of that situation. So that's what gratitude does for me. It helps me to see the light. It helps me to see the positives. It also changes my behaviour the people that I love, you know, because so often we can take the people around us, the people we're closest to, our partners and our families and our kids and our friends, we can take them for granted. By doing a gratitude practice, it reminds me, hey, these people are really fucking cool. They're really fucking special. They are awesome and you are blessed to have them in your life. Yeah. It's interesting, like, as you mentioned that, you know, training your, your brain for gratitude, I thought about when you're training, when you're learning how to drive, and someone says, I, oh, you need to look out for cyclists. And you might not have ever noticed them before. Mm. And then suddenly all you see is cyclists. You're just trying to train your brain to just constantly see this thing and be on the lookout. And you might have never, ever, ever noticed. Like, I'm sure you saw this. As you were expecting your first baby, suddenly prams everywhere. Everywhere. Wait, my neighbor's pregnant. And then there's a lady across the road pregnant. And then there's a pregnant lady in the supermarket. And then I open up a magazine, there's a pregnant woman in the magazine. But those those people were (laughs) always there. I know. (laughs) I I know, Osha. I get it. But we just didn't see it. You know, we weren't looking for it. And then similarly, that's all we're doing. That's all. We're just training our brain to see that. So that the, the default, as you mentioned, your default reaction as you learn to lift the weight heavier starts to get stronger and stronger so the default reaction isn't, oh, everything's so shit. It starts to be, well, things aren't so bad. And then it might be, well, things are pretty good. (laughs) I like that little voice you do as well. It's very cute. That's my other person voice. Oh, yeah. Does your other person have a name? No, there's probably a few in there, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I call my other person my inner critic. 
Yeah. She can be a real sassy bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I let her out for too long. Yeah. Yeah. I've got yeah. A, I've got a bunch actually. To be honest, I've got a bunch, and and as part of the um, I found great help with um acceptance commitment therapy. Yeah. Yeah, acceptance commitment therapy. That's kind of like it's really that's the last one that you do before you end up getting back on the antipsychotics because I was I was just not getting better, and I'd been on antipsychotics, and I don't recommend them. And acceptance commitment therapy teaches you to those inner critics that you just described. I have like five or six of them that look for separate different things and what I do is I give them kind of like ridiculous kind of almost like Ren and Stimpy or Rick and Morty kind of superhero names. Yeah. So, for example, uh, one of the guys is Captain Cataclysm and, ah, Captain Cataclysm's here again. G'day, mate. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thanks for that thought. That's not real. What's real right now is that I'm here with Audrey and G and Wolf and everything's actually pretty good. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Off you go, champ. And... By giving them names and and kind of ridiculing them a bit, it helps break that pattern of ruminating anxiety, which I was so stuck in. But I needed meds to help loosen that up, Yeah, which is the thing. You mentioned before not not touching your phone. I've heard a few different versions of this. One is like until you've touched every person that you live with, don't touch your phone. I've heard don't touch it before lunch or don't touch it before you've spoken with at least two other people that you live with. What's your, like, when do you actually get to your phone? So, because I'm a mum, I've got young kids, they're up early, and I could really get annoyed at that fact. Or I just go that I'm like 5.30, we hang out as a family for those first couple of hours of the day, like that's what we do. So, once my son goes to preschool, my mum comes over, she's with the baby right now, so I'll, I'll breastfeed Rahidi, I'll put him down, and then I'll look at my phone. Right. So um, it's not. It's probably not that long. I probably look at it at like eight o'clock. Well, that's fine, but, uh, but I get it. I'm not perfect. Nobody I'm not is. Perfect. Nobody is. And even in the morning, like I have a coffee, and sometimes I am tempted to pick it up to see like what's happened or what would have come through. And sometimes I fail, Osha. Sometimes I'm just mindless. I make my coffee, and then I look at my phone, and I go, "Yeah, don't do that. You put it down. This time in the morning is for your family." But it's important to. I guess not criticize yourself too much for those moments to give yourself that latitude. Yeah, and like, because no, no one is perfect, everyone has flaws. Some days I am really positive, optimistic, full of energy, full of light and laughter. Some days I'm really sassy. I can be really shitty, I can be really resentful, I can complain or whinge to my partner or about my partner. And I think that's okay as long as. For the most part, and for most days, I try. I try to be a good person. I try to be the best me that there is. Some days I can't do that. That's okay too. You know what I mean? Some days we're happy and we're, we're full of energy and some days we're not. And all of that is fine. That is true, but that is life. On the days we don't feel fine though, what do we do about it? Taria has some great advice, uh, which we'll get to right after these ads because we do need to play ads because... You know, I have to pay the people like Brie, who helped us make this show. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Like all of us, Taria has days when it's hard to get out of bed, hard to get out and about, do the things we need to do to nourish ourselves. I wanted to know, how does Taria muster up energy to achieve things she wants to achieve when she may not be feeling altogether amazing? I don't know the answer to that, Osha. Like for me, it's a coffee or if I feel, if I've had a really bad night and not just because of the baby, because sometimes we just have bad nights, I'll have a cold shower. Yeah. Like I find that amazing just to like wake me up and kind of not snap me out of how I'm feeling, but it definitely makes me the opposite of lethargic, whatever that is. Yeah. And so I guess what people can do is just trial all of these different things and see what works for them because not everyone is going to love a cold shower. Yeah. Some people might really respond to the smell of coffee in the morning and that's what gets them out of bed. Yeah. Some people might look forward to reading a passage from their favourite book as a kind of motivational morning magic kind of thing. And I guess if you're really struggling to get up and go, again, go see that mechanic Start looking at all of these strategies. Listen to people like you, Ashley, because your podcast is amazing. And I know, but I know this is what you do. You talk about all of this stuff all of the time. So it's just like start somewhere. You don't have the motivation to get up and get out of bed. All right, put on one of Osha's podcasts, just lie in bed and just listen to it. Listen to it. Listen to what he says and learn a little bit more about your mental health. Like to start moving the needle, you have to start somewhere and anywhere will do. That's very sweet of you to say, Taria. I don't quite know what to do with that kind of praise, but thank you. Thank you very much. When it does come to when you are stuck, so sometimes those initial steps can be just so overwhelmingly large. As an endurance athlete, you had run marathons when you had your accident. You were, it was 100K, it was an ultra? Yeah. Yeah, so that's a long fucking way. All right, I never. I was training for a fifty when I uh, when my hips gave out. So I was I was training for a, like just a half ultra. I think. What do you call it? I don't know. Yeah, I can't I can't run anymore because um, my my hips are toast. But that seems insurmountable to go. I'm going to run for one hundred kilometers. All right. Yeah. For other people, you know, I'm going to talk back to my inner critic, or I'm going to be grateful every day. That might be the equivalent of running a hundred k's. What's the tiniest? tiniest, tiniest step. I mean, every marathon training regime starts with, you know, run for 10 minutes and take a day off. Off five minutes or even five minutes. And, you know, people always ask me, they go, how are you so confident? What do you see when you look in the mirror? Do you love what you see? Do you love yourself? All of those types of questions, like how did you get so confident to wear swimmers down the beach? And If I look at where I am now, it's very easy to think that I'm a very confident person. But I've done all of those little precursory steps to get here. So, for example, I used to have to wear a a black compression mask, right? And 
when the time came for me to take it off, you only, I only had to work for two years. When the time came for me to take it off, I was really scared. I was really anxious because my mask had become like my security blanket. It had become this barrier between me and the world. And so, you know, what did I do? I didn't just peel it off in the middle of a party and say, hey, everyone, look, it's me. I started not wearing it around the house. If a friend came over, I would have it off. Then I walked around the block of my house. Then I wore it not driving in the car. So I would see other people, but I'd still have the shield of my car. Then I would go for a walk along the beach and I might see a couple of people that I didn't know, but that would be okay. So I just did all of these tiny little infinitesimal steps that in themselves, it's not a big achievement going for a walk around the block of your house. It's not a massive achievement having a friend over and and talking to them face to face. But it was all of those little baby steps that allowed me to be finally where I am today where I can be in my swimmers, go for a swim, say good day to people, my photo gets taken, it gets put into the papers, and I'm, I'm happy and comfortable with all of that. But it's not a magical process. It was, and it's been close to 10 years now, Osha. So it's been a really long fucking time, and there's been <laughs> a lot of, lot of work and a lot of baby steps in the process. It is important to remember that getting through difficult times is all about taking tiny, tiny steps. They're tiny steps, but they are still steps forward. And that is so important to recall. You can follow on Taria on social media. She is at T-U-R-I-A-P-I-T-T. And now you can scroll back through this podcast feed to check it out. It's uh, episode 355. That's where you can find it. Thanks heaps for listening. Thanks to Bree who produced the show, Bree Steele. Thanks, Andy Marr, for editing it. Toe Hider, Mike Mills, who made all the music, and Rachel Barrett, the executive producer of everything. Thanks for being a part of the show. Please rate, follow, subscribe, share the show if you've got someone in your life you think needs to hear this conversation. I'd really appreciate it. Until we speak on Friday, sleep well and dream of beautiful things. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. 
That's stamps.com code program.